Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Take command from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson, ESPN's John Keim has been nice enough to be with us for the entire pod and will stay with us through the mailbag for these last 10 minutes here. Um, this is a, a tweet I got from Tyler. And again, you can tweet your Mailbag Monday questions to me at Craig Hoffman. Logan's not on Twitter because he successfully avoided the cesspool. And um, you can tweet it, John, but... He's, he's going to just be like, I'm floating up here. Here's my story. All right, I'm back out. You're, you're doing it right, John. I, I got to – that's what I got to do. I got to stay out of the mentions. Well, I listen, I do respond, but, it's, but there are some times where you respond a little bit less than used to, or I don't tweet out as much as I used to, but I will respond when I can because I do think – I will say I do think it's important for me to be able to do that so I can either explain some situations or – or just you know you you know you as a reporter you are you held accountable for some things but like it's more the the toxicity that I see on my timeline it's not I know it's not directed <laughs> at me I know that I'm the like I'm the closest one they have to the team right so I'm the right, conduit right. and so it's always <laughs> like I'm I'm pissed at Rivera so I'm going to tweet at you I'm like. Guys on Twitter, there he is, right there. Go to it. But yeah, so I understand. I understand that. But I, I will interact. Uh, you should take the next angry tweet you get like that and just reply to that tweet and go CC at Coach Rivera. They're <laughs> out there, yeah. All right, this tweet I actually liked from Tyler. Um, kind of a bigger picture look at the depth on the team. He goes, I think overall defensive depth is a concern. Guys are going to get hurt. And if we're going to position group by position group, possibly all the offensive groups are better positioned for that than each individual defensive group. So if you think about the depth that they have on offense and Logan, we've talked about the depth they have at tight end, the depth they have at receiver. Um, you know, I know you really liked some of the young offensive linemen and they bring in Turner and Norwell. And now all of a sudden those guys are backups again. So you have group by group and even at quarterback, like, look, Heineke is a starter. I think my opinion and everyone's opinion here is well known on that. But like we all said, phenomenal backup. Like we're going to be one of the better backups in the league. So position group by position group offensively, there is talent and depth. Defensively, it's definitely a lot thinner. And I just think when you think about Rivera coming in and building a team, ironically following a guy in Gruden who is an offensive coach, how much they invested in the defense, and now all of a sudden it's thinned out under a defensive coach where they seem to have invested a lot about offense or in their offense. I know there's not really a question there, but I just 
I think it's interesting, and I thought it was a great tweet by Tyler to kind of point that out. So when we put all that on the table for discussion, Logan, like, what's that? Where's your mind go with all of that? Okay, so yeah, the first thing I would say is that uh, yeah, I agree offensively. I think the depth at the skill position specifically is much better. I think the one area that I kind of keep an eye on uh, reluctantly is tackle depth. You know, they've got Lucas, they've got Cosme, they've got Leno, but they don't really have a true tackle outside of that. I know they messed around with Sadiq playing tackle. I know they messed around with Chris Paul playing some tackle, but neither one of those guys I don't. I think you would feel good about having to play a lot. And usually you like to have at least four guys in camp. So that's a little bit of a surprising, but to his point, I think the other thing is like you look at the defensive depth and the areas where you need depth, I think you've got okay depth. And what I mean by that is like you're going to need a lot of safeties on this team and they have a good, nice, deep rotation of safeties because you're probably going to have three safeties on the field in almost every situation. <clears throat> I think a lot of people say the linebackers are not a lot of linebackers on the team. I will like they do not need a lot of linebacker depth on this team. They are going to be in two linebackers. I want to say I want 90% of the time, at least that's what they've shown through camp so far. When they do do stuff, and they, they, they are kind of trying to mix it up. They go 5D lineman, one linebacker, Cam Cross playing the Buffalo Nickel, or Benjamin St. Juice. So it's one linebacker or two linebackers for 90% of the stuff. Mayo's had a solid camp. Kalik Hudson's had a solid camp. So I don't think you need to be super freaked out about lack of depth there. And one of the reasons you can do that is you have excellent pieces on the edge in terms of Casey Tuhill and James Smith Williams, guys who can play special teams and add value as special teams players there. So again, like that depth is a little confusing. Uh, it's, 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 it seems like it's there, but it's not really an issue at this point for this roster. So I think the safety depth is a little bit of an issue and kind of figuring out who those three guys are going to be and then who the three backup guys are going to be. If I was going to be, uh, be, be totally dialed, dialed in on that. And then obviously like John mentioned earlier, the lack of defensive line depth, if Jerron doesn't get his situation worked out, becomes very alarming very quickly. But I do think that's going to get worked. I think that's going to be okay. So that's kind of my perspective on it. It seems like the linebackers might be an issue. But I think when you take a, a you know a thousand foot view of how they're how they're utilizing those guys right now, I don't think it's as big of an issue as a lot of fans think. Yeah, John, when you look at the depth and how they've built this team, considering the the coaching staff and specifically the head coach and, and what his MO is, like, surprise you at all? Well, a little bit, but I think, I mean, first of all, they did invest in the defense. They took a first-round guy last year in there. Jamin Davis has to develop to make that worthwhile, right? So he's got to be a guy that de- definitely develops because that's part of the investment. They did take Mathis in the second round. Now they let they got rid of Ionitis. I think what they would say is that was a necessary for them. They felt was necessary to, you know, to be honest, get a guy out who maybe had some dissatisfaction. And then um, you know Mathis is another investment. Percy Butler, an investment at safety. Again, got to develop those guys. So could it be better at the end of the year if those guys come through? Well, yeah. You know, if Derek Forrest plays, you know, does some things as a third safety, is that, but those are all unknowns. So I think, I think like they're, to your point, Craig, what he has said all along is solid lines. That's always what he talks about. Solid lines, both sides of the ball, solid lines. So I think offensively, they've built a, the depth I really like along the line. I think it's very solid. I, I agree with Logan on the tackles. Um, I love like, <laughs> Some reason I got like Wes Schweitzer. I love that guy because um, I think he can play multiple spots. I think he's he can be limited as a pass protector. But when he was playing center last year, he was pretty good. Like he's got some mother effort to him, right? And you know, like I like guys like that <laughs> along the front. 
technical it, it term. Is, it is. It's a scouting term. I'm just throwing it out. You know, done. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I I've heard it. And so, so I like the. I don't know if the how good the line's going to be as a starting group, but I think they can withstand injuries to that group. Defensive line, I think they've improved themselves at defensive end because of James Smith Williams and Case Two of their development and what they showed they could do with them last year. How and I think one thing that's a key with that defense um, is how Del Rio and company continue to apply pressure. And when before Sweat and Young went down, it was all about four man rushes. Then when those guys went down on third down, a lot more pressure looks. And I think it. I think if you can do that with those two in there, I think it makes them more effective. So I think. So I think I'm getting away from my origi- from the original discussion. So I apologize. Going back to the depth, um, I think what I'm surprised by though, and I agree with Logan, like they played three linebacker sets on 65 snaps last year, according to um, Next Gen Stats. 65 snaps all year. So we're talking like four snaps a game. But what I would like if I'm them is maybe one more proven guy who's a backup. So like Kalik Hudson, I think can fill a role, but if he has to start, how are you going to feel? You know, I felt like David Mayo in that Eagles game did a nice job. If he has to start for four or five games, how are you going to feel? So is there a veteran guy out there? I My guess is, because I've heard linebacker way too often this offseason, for them not to maybe find somebody else to help just one other guy. You know, and it, Listen, for all I know, it could be John Bostic coming back because they love that guy and because he's like a coach on the field and can help those young guys keep developing. And not to have him go out and play a lot of snaps, because if he's playing a lot of snaps, Jamin Davis isn't developing. And, you know, that's a problem. So I do think you, I, I would feel more comfortable they got one more guy there. But I agree with Logan, like, they're not going to be using all those guys a lot. And then secondary, in the secondary, I do have some more concerns about the secondary depth. And like I like what Benjamin St. Juice has showed this spring. I liked a lot of what he showed early last year before the injuries. But what happens if any of those guys get hurt? What kind, you know, is, do they have the depth there? And that would be a concern. And same with safety. Is Derek Forrest, like, we've seen guys look good in the spring before. It doesn't mean anything come August or September. So where are they at with that, with that, with that area too? So those are, are they questions? Are they concerns? Maybe they're both. Um, I think in some cases, the question is, does Percy Butler develop? Does Derek Forrest develop? And at corner, I think to me, it's a little bit more like, you know, a linebacker, like I'd like to get another guy in there, but I like where Cole Holcomb is. How does Jamin Davis develop though? So there are definitely more questions on that side of the ball, I think. Yeah, definitely. We've we spent a good amount of time in, in that kind of a theme developing of where are the veterans with the institutional knowledge and the know-how, even if they don't right. play a lot. And, and that's something that I think they could use in a lot of different positions, especially uh, uh, on that defense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
One guy who's a, a younger vet, um, but a vet nonetheless, is Bobby McCain. Last question. We got a, a tweet asking about William Jackson III and Bobby McCain. We spent a lot of time on Thursday's pod on William Jackson III, so we'll redirect anybody looking for William Jackson III knowledge that may have missed that to that discussion that Logan and I had. But what have you guys seen from Bobby McCain this spring, and how confident are you in, in his position uh, as, as really one of the veterans and, and one of the better players on this defense, at least they're hoping, uh, moving forward into the fall? I mean, you can definitely see they're going to, they're, they're planning on relying on him quite a bit. And I think he's deserved of that opportunity. I think he is probably the most kind of outside of Cam Curl, like the most established player of that safety rotation, you know, that they've got going. And, and John hit on a couple like the Forrest, the Butlers. Like he's a guy that you feel good about. He, you feel like he knows what he's doing. He knows the post snap adjustments. He knows the route combinations. Like you feel good about that. You feel good about his experience in the back end. Um, I think he has up and down days. You know, he's not just kind of been on this consistent ascension, but I think he's been more good than bad. And I think when you talk to the coaches about him, they give they give ringing endorsements of him because of the leadership, because of his physical skill set, and because of his knowledge. Really, is what, what it boils down to. So I think it, going into the season, I think you feel good about him. I mean, I think you feel not to disparage William Jackson the third, but I think you feel better about him starting than you do at William Jackson the third at this point of the offseason. Now a lot can change between now and kickoff, but I think that's kind of how I would assess him at this moment. John, what have you seen? Well, and first off, like, like I said, I, you know, with, with Bobby McCain this spring, I haven't paid attention closely enough to him because there's so many other guys that I'm looking at. I would go back to last year and how he developed last year. And you could see early on, wasn't as great, but there were so many issues with that secondary. And how much of it was on him, how much of it was on the corners around him, the communication. Um, and I know Jack Del Rio pointed it out about how there were guys that were missing. He came in, he because he didn't sign here until late in the spring. So, like, the communication, there were some issues there. I think he got more comfortable. And I really felt you saw that when the, with the ability to disguise coverages. And I thought he did a nice job in that area of disguising coverages and you like, I remember even that, that Buccaneers game, there were things that like he and Cam Curl and Landon were able to do that. You could see that Brady, I don't want to say like, you know, he would, he, he couldn't always go to his first guy because of maybe the looks that they changed last second. And I give McCain some, some of that credit too. I thought he did a nice job there. And I think he's got some versatility that you can tap into with it, and as does Cam Curl. I think one of the things, Craig, that jumps out to me this spring is the versatility that they they may that they hope to have at safety. And I think like you're going to miss Landon Collins. Landon was very smart, and I think he could play a role that like that is is it will be hard for them to um, find somebody who can do what he did. You can fill that role in a variety of ways, but what he did, I think, was different. And so, but I do think with between Cam and Bobby McCain, and they need to have either Forrest or um, Percy Butler come through there. But those, I think Cam and Bobby are fairly pretty smart players. I think Cam is very smart, and I think Bobby is a smart player too. So that gives them that gives them some ability to do some things in the back end. Um, that I liked how he progressed. Like I didn't. I mean, he's not. I don't want to overstate how good he is or anything like that. That's not the point. But I did like how he progressed last year. Right. And I liked how he progressed in some of those areas where I felt like it could help them. I thought they did a better job disguising coverages after early in the season. And just to piggyback on that point by John real quick, like 
all the guys that you feel good about in the offseason program had good years or good second half of the seasons last year, right? So, like, I think, like John said, like, with Jamin Davis, like, he's had a great OTA period. He's a solid OTA period. But, like, the film last year makes you skeptical about his progression going into this year, right? So, like, I think with Bobby McCain specifically, like, he hits that almost to a T. Very solid OTA period, good second half of the year last year, and it makes you feel better about where he's at. So, like, you know, I think all the listeners need to keep that in mind. Like, I try to pick players that had good second half of the year or showed some flashes last year that are supporting that that body of work they had from the year before with this offseason program. And there are certain guys that are doing that, and there are certain guys that aren't doing that. But I do think that Bobby McCain is one of them. You know what I mean? So Yeah, definitely. Um, good stuff uh, all around. You want questions in next Monday at Craig Hoffman on Twitter. You can follow Logan at Logan underscore Paulson82 on Instagram. John, uh, this is the part of the show where you get to plug your social medias and your podcast and all of the cool stuff that start up out of Connecticut. What's ES? Yes, there's a small website. There's a dot com in it somewhere where where people can find all your stuff. Four big letters. So obviously ESPN.com. And then you can follow me on Twitter at John underscore Kime, K E I M. On Instagram, it's John Kime ESPN. Um, and then there's the podcast, the creatively named John Kime Report. So there you go. But that's, yeah. And, you know, you can find that on YouTube as well. But yeah, there's, it's all that. Like, we, can, you know, I try to be really creative with the name and it's John Kime Report. <laughs> that's what came out of it. It's, and yeah. if you're listening to this podcast and you're not listening to that podcast, make sure you're listening to that podcast because that podcast has all the good details, good guests. So make sure you check it out. Logan, how many times have you been on that podcast? I don't know, John. How many times have you been on that podcast? But a few times. It's been a few times. A few times been on that I try, podcast. I try, I try to limit you to once a month so I'm not burning you out. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't, he's, he's got reps to get on this field, John. You can't, you can't, <laughs> but, you can't rep him out on the, on the other field. It, listen, I mean, I, 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 got, I got him a nice lunch at Matchbox. But then he re- he reciprocated. So yeah, it was very <laughs> nice. Listen, I'm going to owe him about. I'm going to owe him a couple it's, more it's, lunches pretty soon. Hey, if you get lunch out of it, Logan, go do your thing, man. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on, John. I appreciate you coming to this show. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, lunch, and it's good. It's good. It's good cross promotion. You, you know, go. we're helping him out. He's helping us out. Go. That's how it goes. We'll we'll take it. We'll take it, John. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks so of much course. for coming on. Thanks, man. Enjoyed it. <laughs>